Soup School is in session. I was coming up with your superhero name. You want to hear it? Bloody Marie. That's terrible. Okay, Coagula. Even worse. And things are getting crazy. Come on, let's get nuts! I'm Jared Hall from Entertainment Weekly, and here's what to watch this weekend, Friday, September 29th to Sunday, October 1st. We're counting down the weekend's top five must-see picks from TV and movies. But first, your entertainment headlines. Let's hear it for Air Rights and Wagon Wheel Watusi, because Christina Aguilera is executive producing a new stage musical based on her 2010 movie Burlesque. EW has learned through a source that the Grammy-winning performer will serve as an EP on the adaptation titled Burlesque the Musical, which was written by the film's director, Stephen Anton, and includes songs written for the film by Aguilera, Diane Warren, and Sia, with additional tunes created by RuPaul's Drag Race choreographer Todrick Hall and Jess Foley. It is expected to debut in the United Kingdom in the near future. And Harry Potter actor Michael Gambon, who portrayed the beloved Hogwarts headmaster Albus Dumbledore in multiple films from the franchise, has died. He was 82. The Irish-English star died Thursday following a bout of pneumonia. Though Gambon had built up a robust career on stage and screens both big and small, it soared to new heights when he joined the Harry Potter film series as Dumbledore for its third installment, 2004's Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, after the death of Richard Harris, who portrayed the character in the first two films. Before joining the Potterverse, Gambon began acting in Dublin after getting his theatrical break in the National Theatre Company's 1963 production of Hamlet, directed by industry legend Laurence Olivier. Gambon would later win three Olivier Awards for his work on stage and earn two Emmy nominations for the TV productions Emma and Path to War. His filmography won him four BAFTA Awards and two SAG Award Ensemble trophies for his work in Gosford Park and The King's Speech. He recently starred opposite Renee Zellweger in the 2019 Judy Garland biopic, Judy. For more on those stories, plus other news, reviews, interviews, and more, head on over to EW.com. For the first time, an alleged mastermind breaks her silence in this weekend's number five pick. The new HBO documentary, The Ringleader, The Case of the Bling Ring, features the first ever sit-down interview with Rachel Lee, the supposed leader of the infamous Bling Ring burglary bunch. Between 2008 and 2009, a group of rebellious teens broke into various high-profile celebrity homes, such as Paris Hilton, Lindsay Lohan, and Orlando Bloom. They stole thousands of dollars worth of clothes and jewelry and seemingly got away with it until video footage of the crimes hit TMZ. Then the teens were arrested and their group gained the moniker The Bling Ring. Lee has never told her side of the story in the decade that's passed until now. Have a listen. Most people, if they saw me on the street, they'd be like, oh, she's just a normal person. But there's always the anxiety what if they realize who I am and what I did with the bling ring? These kids robbed a bunch of celebrities that they wanted to emulate. They were almost like these young stars, except for one of them. Rachel Lee kept a much lower profile. I didn't like my world going into a celebrity home and trying on their stuff. I was able to live in their world. 
me and Nick, we didn't see any of our other friends as brave as us. I was like, I want to be a badass. We kept wanting to go to the next level. I don't think that there was any other case before them that used social media. They studied when these young celebrities would be home. They would be wearing items that were stolen and posting it on social media. People were obsessed. The courthouse was swarmed. Sofia Coppola turns it into a feature film. It's like the vortex of fame. Rachel never gave an interview. Everyone else has been like, she was the mastermind, she was the ringleader. I don't know what happened to Rachel Lee. Hello, everybody. Well, hopefully you've seen Sofia Coppola's retelling of the events in the Bling Ring movie. But now you can hear what really happened through the eyes of the mastermind. The documentary The Ringleader, The Case of the Bling Ring, debuts Sunday night at 9 on HBO and streaming on HBO Max. We're headed to Springfield for today's number four pick, The Simpsons. The iconic series headlines the return of Fox's Sunday night animation domination lineup with its season 35 premiere. In the episode, Homer changes jobs again. The bumbling, donut-loving patriarch takes a gig as a school crossing guard, though with an excess of funding going to crossing guards, Homer turns the crossing guards into a militaristic presence. Have a listen to this little promo for season 35. Five. Four. Three. How long is this going to take? Two. Six. Zero. Please give us hope. Don't worry, kids. The government will help. The government cannot help. Well, as I said, The Simpsons is part of Fox's animation domination, and it leads the night, which also includes the season 14 premiere of Bob's Burgers and the season 22 premiere of Family Guy. Also joining the Sunday night animated lineup is Dan Harmon's new animated series set in ancient Greece, Crapopolis. The night kicks off at 8 with The Simpsons. It's trivia time. The Simpsons, if you didn't already know, is a record-breaking show now with its 35th season. But what animated sitcom comes in second to Homer, Bart, and their crew? Is it Family Guy, South Park, or American Dad? Stick around for the answer. Gamers go head-to-head with Wall Street in our next pick. The new movie, Dumb Money, is based on the true story of Paul Dano's Keith Gill, who starts putting his life savings into the stock for GameStop, a store specializing in video games. Gill takes note of a dip in the stock and begins documenting his findings on social media. He then earns millions of dollars within the span of a few days, while stock market company CEOs on the other side are losing hundreds of millions. As more people follow Gill's stock purchase recommendations, the rich eventually fight back, and both sides end up losing more than they gain. Here's a clip of Seth Rogen's millionaire character Gabe speaking with Nick Offerman's billionaire Ken. 
Yes. Great Hello, news, Mr. Plotkin. I think we'll be able to get you into your new home a little sooner than I actually. I thought. think we're having some sort of miscommunication here because I'm not trying to move into that house. Here. I'm trying to tear that house down so I can build a tennis court for me and my family to play during the pandemic. I, I thought it would be very simple. Apparently, it isn't because the pandemic is almost over and there's no okay, tennis court. Okay, Mr. Plotkin. Thank you for your time. Yes. What? Hello. Hi, it's Ken Griffin. Hi there, Ken. How are you? Great to hear from you. Do you have a minute? I, uh, um, I gotta call you right back if that's okay. I'm so sorry. Sure. Okay, great. Hi. What's happening right now? It looks like there's one guy driving all the buying. What, what, what guy? I believe his name is Roaring Kitty. Now, Pete Davidson, Shailene Woodley, and America Ferreira also star in Dumb Money in theaters now. All right, folks, don't go anywhere. Our top two picks and soundbite of the week are coming up. What to watch? We'll be right back. Welcome back to EW's What to Watch. New school? No. More than a thousand problems. The new trailer released this week for the upcoming season of Netflix's adult animated comedy, Big Mouth, teases all of the hilarious action as the kids at Bridgeton Middle School are preparing to graduate and head over to high school, where relationships will be tested and a new hormone monster joins the crew. And she is voiced by the hot girl herself, Megan the Stallion. It is our soundbite of the week. Does he get your p wet? Oh my god, we just met. Is that all you care about? Uh, duh, 100%. Number two. Billy the Puppet is back. And that means so is John Kramer in our number two pick, Saw. 10. The new installment in the Saw franchise takes place between the events of Saw 1 and Saw 2 and sees ruthless serial killer Kramer travel to Mexico for an experimental medical procedure that he hopes will cure his cancer. Well, the operation ends up being a scam, and now Kramer discovers a new outlet for his deranged fantasies, killing the con artist who tried to knock him when he was down. Here's the trailer. The cancer is still spreading. I'm afraid there's nothing else we can do. There is one person who might be able to help. Our program is a two-pronged treatment outside Mexico City. The results have been stunning. She saved my life. You're in very good hands with us. After that, what happens then? Your whole life happens then. John Kramer. According to these scans, the tumor was never removed. How much time do I have? Months, at best. I still have a lot of work that needs to be done. Tended to cure me. 
But what I have planned for each of you is very real. Peace came upon me. No light. No sound. The only thing I have not provided is your anesthetic. But trust me. You will want to remain alert. All the men to cheat. You picked John Kramer? Please, don't hesitate. Place a big enough piece of your cerebral tissue into the glass enzyme tank. This will save your life. So sleep, this is not retribution, it's a reawakening. Got to say, this movie's got it all. Torture, unthinkable violence, and of course, Billy the Puppet on a tricycle. Saw 10 is in theaters now. The Soups are studying up for today's number one pick. From the twisted world of Prime Video's The Boys comes the spinoff Gen V, which follows a group of students at Godolkin University, or God U, as the students refer to it. They're all training to become soups, some of which will become general crime fighters or actors, and others will aspire to earn a coveted spot in The Seven. We meet Jazz Sinclair's Marie, who can manipulate blood with her mind or blood bending, along with soups that have all sorts of powers, like super strength, metal bending, fire manipulation, and gender shifting. In an interview provided to EW for our recent cover story and conducted prior to the start of the SAG after strike, Jazz previewed her character, Marie. Have a listen. I think Marie ultimately, you know, she has moments where she has to decide, do I want to look like a hero or do I want to be a hero? And she's chosen following the rules in moments that have gotten her into some trouble with her friends. But I think that Ultimately, she's choosing to to be a real hero and to do the right thing, even if it is at her own expense, even though she's wanted more than anything forever to be in the seven. And by the way, some of your favorite soups from the boys will be making cameos in Gen V, including Chase Crawford's The Deep and Jensen Ackles' Soldier Boy. So who knows who else might pop up in the new series? Tune in to find out on the series debut of Gen V, the first three episodes of which are streaming now on Prime Video. And finally this weekend, the answer to our trivia question. The Simpsons is starting its 35th season, but what animated show comes in second to The Simpsons? Is it Family Guy, South Park, or American Dad? Well, the answer is the only one of those shows that has never been part of Fox's animation domination lineup. It's South Park, which just finished its 26th season. It debuted in 1997, a full eight years after The Simpsons first went on the air. Well, that is it for our show this weekend. We will have more news and musty picks for you on Monday, so be sure to follow or subscribe to What to Watch so you don't miss our daily recommendations, more of which can be found at EW.com. 
I'm executive editor Jared Hall. You can find us on Twitter at EW and at Jared Hall. Thanks for listening and have a great weekend. This episode of What to Watch was written by Callie Shep, Dustin Nelson, and EW staff. Edited by Sammy Junio. Produced by Ashley Boucher and Alman Johannes. And hosted and produced by Jared Hall. What to Watch. 